Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to the show. I'm your host Frankie on Video Express on Black Talk Radio. I wanted to put one more show for 2016, and I was kind of um, well debating how I was going to approach this. Uh, I was going to talk about behind the scenes of Rogue One, Star Wars, and then all all this happened in the past week. Uh, really sad stuff, and I decided, well, I want to put one show. I'm going to do is mini reviews. Because I managed to catch up with a lot of these movies for the, um, you know, that release for Christmas. So I'm going to go in that direction. I will mention some tidbits in regards to uh, Carrie Fisher, Debbie Reynolds, George Michael, Christmas Day, all relating to movies. So I'm going to try to keep it positive, okay? Uh, you know uh, where our blog is? You know where um website is? The website, you'll find me on Instagram, Pinterest. Special Pinterest, I've been putting up clips up of Debbie Reynolds singing Rain, Charlotte's Web. Um, Instagram, I'm, I did a little uh, a music video. I'll be getting more into that in the next radio show, which will be next week, because the week after that, I'll be working on a Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman movie. Uh, we'll be going back live on Eminem on January 14th. So let's pick up. Let's go right into the movies, okay? Um, so next week, we're going to continue this. Uh, in the first week of January for the 2017. So I just want to do some Christmas movies and let's leave it as that, okay? Um, so let me just start off with Rogue One, okay? Uh, everybody knows I love it, four out of five. How come out of five? Mainly because I didn't like the ending. There's so much to talk about. But this is a reference uh, to Superman 2, which I put on my blog, and I left everybody hanging. Let me just answer this. Um, Rogue One... Uh, First of all, so Gareth Edwards, uh, director Godzilla, did a great job. Okay. Um, but Disney and everybody else involved, the suits, decided to change the ending. Basically, the, the last third got changed a lot. By contract, Facility Jones, can I say that name? Sorry, Miss Jones. And it's official. I'm Variety Reporter, Hollywood Reporter. She got interviewed and she said she was signed for a two picture deal relating to Star Wars specifically. Not like Rogue Two, but her character did not die. Uh, and it was official for contract. And this was officially stated in the movie magazines. Anyway, in the trade papers. And Disney decided, well, you know, let's kill off everybody. Okay? If you haven't seen the movie, I mean, you, you must have heard by now. So sorry for the little spoiler. So, um, and a couple other people were supposed to survive. So it, the, the, the third act got taken out of Gareth. Edward's hands, uh, Tony and, and company, just it's, uh, Tony Gilroy, excuse me, and they decided to take in and uh, redo the third where everybody dies, and and there's a lot of footage. That my main complaint, of course, was um, her character was on the plank, and there's a, a a tie fighter there. Oh, that guy uh, was it, Cretton, whatever his name is, the guy in the, in the white cape. He's walking on the beach. I mean, there was so many things. So the, the third act got deleted. Now, I will go more into this, 
But your homework assignment right now, it's Superman 2, the director's cut. Um, Richard Donner, he directed the Superman. Of course, he did Lethal Weapon. Um, he did The Omen. Richard Donner, at that particular time, did one and two back to back. But what happened was, number two was a little bit too serious. And halfway to that production, um, again, the, the last half, the, the last third, they, they replaced him with Richard Lester. They said, listen, make, make it more humorous, add more humor. Um, there's a lot of flat jokes. Um, was it the, well, um, what's the, the four presidents on the, on the monument, you know, uh, they replaced it with the General Zad and the others. Uh, the, the Tower Pizza leaning over, all that was added. Um, when Superman's fighting General Zad and the gang on Times Square, you see a guy with an umbrella and roller skates. That's not the original cut. Richard Lesser added all these jokes and pranks and stuff like that, okay? Anyway, long story short, they found a lot of material that got edited out to make room for Richard Lesser to put his jokes and a lot of stuff got deleted out of Richard Donner's cut. They found all this footage that went to Richard Donner. We want to put your director's cut out. And they, and they stuck all the footage, including Marlon Brando was talking to Superman 2, not, not Superman's mother, which was the theatrical release. So Richard Donner got together with Warner Brothers and everybody put a, a director's cut by Richard Donner, his vision. Now, check that out. Because the, the, um, the okay, this is not a Star Trek reference. Even though some of you get ticked off, this is a technical thing. Stuart Bard has been an editor for over 30 years. Uh, he directed Die Hard, excuse me, he edited Die Hard movies, um, uh, 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 Lethal Weapon movies, a bunch of movies, but he got a chance to direct only one feature, and that was Star Trek Nemesis. Um, and he just, it was too much for him, he went back to editing. Tony Gilroy approached Stuart Bard and said, let's do my cut, not the Gareth Earls cut, let's do. So this is kind of backwards. Uh, that's why a lot of the scenes are really seamless. You don't know where the jokes have been put in. The robot, K2, whatever, he's got a lot of jokes in there. That was not the original cut. The third act got replaced. Tony Gero went in there, toughed up a lot of Gero stuff, and he reshot a lot of the footage. Um, and that's where Stuart Bart came in. If you want to see the editing techniques about this, go check out Rich, uh, Superman 2, the director's cut by Richard Donner. Okay, and you see what Stuart Bard did that, and that affects a lot of Rogue One, the third half. Stuart Bard came in and re-edited that whole thing. That's why so seamlessly. The thing that you know, you know, we know how he pulled the rabbit out of the hat is because of the trailers. Okay, so that's your little homework assignment. Okay, and that's why I put that um, um, the link on the, the last blog I did. You scroll down. There's a bonus section. I put that little thing about. Uh, Superman 2 director's cut by Richard Donner. And the, the, uh, the editor on that project is the same editor on Rogue One, Stuart Bard. Look at him on IMDb. That's your homework assignment. Check out the film Superman 2. And you see what I'm talking about. We're going to go more into detail on the next show. Um, and then I will talk about the CGI, uh, because of what happened with Carrie Fisher. Uh, she's going to be in Episode 8, but she's not going to be in Episode 9. And she's written into Episode 9. More on that on the next show. Anyway, so, um, again, four out of five, I just did not like the ending because everybody died. I just got done. Finally, I caught up with IP Man number three, where Donnie Yen fights um, 
uh, Mike, uh, what's his name again? Oh, let me look at the DB. Um, Mike Tyson, yes. I got the DVD out for the library. Um, have our interviews with Danny and everything. And don't forget, there's a thing about ghosts, Ghost Jedi. It was mentioned in one of the books that um, Quan Quan Jin knows how to become a ghost Jedi. Remember Obi-Wan and Yoda were ghost Jedi. And Danny Yen in the movie says, when he almost dies at the end, he says, you will see me again, talking to his uh, Baz or whatever his name is. Anyway, so he could become, because he said, I am one with the Force, I feel the Force and everything. And there's a rumor that Danny Yen will come back as a ghost Jedi. And officially he's not a Jedi, he's more like a monk, you know, protectors of the temple and all, and the, and, uh, the stone and whatever. Anyway, so, we're going to be more talking about that, okay? But as far as the whole editing thing, check out Superman 2. Once you see that, I'll tell you more behind the scenes about the editing, since I am an official editor. Okay, so next, Sing. This gave Rogue One a run for his money. Okay, I'm going to be quick about this. Yes, you hear a little bit of George Michael in there. Yes, the little tidbits. Uh, and Elton John. Elton John just did um, a concert in Las Vegas, and he opened up the show with Don't Let the Song Go Down on Me, a song that he wrote back in 1975 with number one hit, and he did it again with George Michael, again a number one hit. And he opened up the show with that, and there's an Elton John song in sync, kind of upbeat one. That's a little surprise if you haven't seen it. So I recommend it, yes. These are guys who did Minions. Uh, first, the first five minutes... Of the movie, a little spoiler, but not much. Because you want to, you want to be there at the beginning because Minions, you know, a Sony picture presents or 20th Century Fox, the marching beat. Well, the guys who did Minions, Illumination Pictures presents, and you see the four Minions, Bob Stewart, I forgot the other guys, and they sing the Illumination theme, which is kind of cute. So they put the Minions trademark at the beginning, and then you get introduced to all the characters. The only thing I don't like about saying is they give you little snippets of songs throughout the whole movie before the final showdown at the end, which is like the last half hour. Uh, a lot of people say it's a rip of Zootopia, trivia. This was written five years ago, and they were trying to get the money off the ground. And so the whole concept about animals living in the city instead of people. This, is, this was their concept, not Zootopia. Zootopia borrowed that concept from them. But then again, Animals Living in the City has been done even way before Disney. So everybody's wrong on that count. I read the reviews and everybody's like pointing fingers. It's like, Jesus Christ. We've been doing movies, reviewing movies as long as I have uh, over 27 years. You, you see all the concepts of where, you know, where they've been done before. But anyway, that's my only little complaint about Sing. Um... There's, there's a couple of songs in its entirety at the end of the show. Actually, it's more like, let's say, Glee meets the Muppets. Remember the last Muppet movie where the, the theater was supposed to be shut down? Well, that's where the concept comes from. He's trying to raise money to save his theater. That's a Muppet concept. Okay, Even the, the Muppet show back in the 70s had them doing the, the theater production. So that's a concept back in the 70s by the Muppets. So the whole concept has been there, done it. Muppets meet Glee, meets Zootopia, whatever you want to call it. But I love the guys who do the minions and stuff like that. And it was, it was really colorful. My only complaint, they give you a little tidbits throughout the whole bit. They sing a couple bars, a couple of tunes here and there. And you have to think quickly. It's like, I recognize that tune. And boom, cut, and goes to the next thing. That's my only complaint. But this gave Rogue One the money, and I can see why. I enjoyed it better than Trolls. Trolls, they sing songs whole, but some songs were so way old, and the concept mm, didn't gel for me. Okay, Sing was better than Troll. That's how I'll compare that. So it's up to you. I want to take the, uh, the kids and stuff like that. No in the windows whatsoever. Mike McFarlane, uh, Seth McFarlane, 
He plays the rat who's into jazz. That was a highlight for me, along with the gorilla singing Elton John song. If you don't want to see the film, see it on Netflix. I definitely recommend Next, Passengers. People say it's a Titanic in outer space. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Um, there's a tree involved that reminds me of Silent Running, a picture from the 70s. But anyway, basically, he wakes up. He says, I want to feel lonely. She says, how can you do this to me? And another third character says, you know, basically, this ship is jinxed anyway. There's a big mechanical thing going on, and we got to save the ship, and we got to save the 5,000 passengers. Uh, three out of five. Sing gets four out of five. Passengers gets three out of five. Uh, good concept. Everything was good and cool. I don't see why Jennifer Lawrence got paid $20 million for the picture. Um, I'll, three out of five. Saw it once. Maybe I'll see it again with a commentary. I wouldn't see this again. It, it's not bad. But, again, it's a date movie, which is cool. I will watch for Netflix. Okay. Assassin's Creed. A lot of action. But I thought I was watching the video game. Nothing added. Him going back in time to like he's taking place of his relative, time you know, time shifting and everything. After a while, the, I got bored of the whole concept. I played Assassin's Creed one or two way back when. Um, I think I played was it, was it a PlayStation or Xbox? But I don't. I just couldn't get into it. I just I just like I felt like I was I felt like watching my friend playing. The, the video game, and I got bored really quickly. This is bombing, and, and I did say it was going to be DOA, you know, video game into a movie. The special effects, the photography was really good. You know, you felt like he was there that particular time, but I felt like a sightseer more than anything, you know, on the sideline. So, um, again, if you're curious, but if you don't want to spend the money, again, Netflix, but this picture, only because of him or the action back when and I think they did a good job with that. So the movie gets uh, two out of five. Okay? Office Christmas Party. You got all that comedic talent. And I only left once or twice. That Office Christmas Party gets a one. Bad Santa number two was a lot funnier. At least Office... Bad Santa has a little morale thing. He's trying to get this act together. He says at the beginning of the movie, um, or the Billy Bob, he says, you know, my life has been crap. I can never get it together. I'm a loser. And then he finally makes it up to himself and to his fellow friends and stuff like that. His adapted son. At the end, so there's a morale to it. And that was kind of funny parts to it. Bad Santa 2 was not necessary, 2 out of 5, but it was a lot better than Office Christmas Party. All that talent, I barely laughed. What a waste of a time. If you want to see... Uh, a a funny Christmas movie. Neither one was that funny. I was. I'd rather see Billy Bob as Santa. There was one or two funny parts that he did. Okay, and you kind of like the guy. Um, and he has a fight with uh, with the little guy, the little short black guy. I don't want to say little people, but little people. There was some funny parts there. So Bad Santa two, two out of five was a lot funny. Thing of his Christmas party was get a big fat one. Okay, well quickly let's wrap this up. Um, and only goodie. The passing of Debbie Reynolds. I def- Everybody says Singing in the Rain. Now, think about Molly Brown. Of course, talk about Best Santa too. Um, Kathy Bates played his mom. Okay, real nasty mom. She was kind of funny, but uh, she played Molly Brown. Now, think about Molly Brown, who was based on an actual uh, Molly Brown, who was a survivor of Titanic sinking, played by Kathy Bates, Titanic James Cameron. Uh, so um, a movie was made by W. Reynolds talking about the after, 
after what happened with the unsinkable Molly Brown after Titanic. And this was a life story played by Debbie Reynolds when she got an Oscar nomination. Okay? Uh, everybody knows her from uh, Singing in the Rain. Trivia. You cannot see rain in movies. A lot of times they do scenes in the rain because they, and I've been through it, um, on a couple, mo- uh, couple movies and a couple of TV shows I did, one was the one that sticks out for me the most was uh, Blue Bloods. We filmed all morning in the rain. And most of the scene was cut. But when you see the scene, you can't tell it's raining. So how, how do you see Gene Kelly dancing in the rain with an umbrella? Well, they had to put milk in the water. So you can actually see the drops in the rain scene. I mean, I'm singing in the rain with an umbrella. There was a cute, somebody put, I posted, I think, Pinterest or Instagram. Somebody posted, um, you see the backs of Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher is dressed as Princess Leia. And you see Debbie Reynolds uh, with a raincoat with an umbrella, meaning she was in singing in the rain. I thought that was nice. That's, that's on Instagram if you want to look around. And, of course, the backs are to the camera. And they're walking away, like, in, you know, into the rainbow, whatever. I thought that was a nice shot. Um, my movie with Debbie Reynolds was Charlotte's Web. Back in the 70s, I was in class. We was, a, you know, Elementary, we all went, shows my age, and we all went uh, to see Charlotte Sword at Radio City Music Hall. Um, um, I'm looking that up right now. I am DB because I can't remember all this. Uh, Charlotte Sword, right. Steve Ushimi, um Julie Roberts. I didn't see this version, but everybody said it was a good one. They said it was, it was more true to the book, which makes it even sadder. It was sad enough where Charlotte is, uh, she plays a spider, and she gives pig. Definitely recommend the original version, because that's the one I saw. That's the one I grew up with. Okay, so that's how I grew up with Debbie Reynolds. Okay, and um, let me see, I'm just looking at my list here quick. Okay, let's just I'll do a quick wrap-up. Um, so, the box office countdown. Um, real quickly, I'm looking at the top ten list, and um, the one picture. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this on the show because I I found a prop related to Collateral Beauty with Will Smith. Um, I did some help at a church, and uh, the church was nice. Give me a bag and I was to put some things in there. In the bag, believe it or not, it was a promo. The church got stuck with a whole box of this stuff. The promotional bags of collateral beauty. This was used as the promotional material. They couldn't get rid of this, so they gave it to the church, and the church was giving this up. <laughs> collateral beauty is a line that came out the first week and landed at number 10. The picture that nobody saw. Okay? I was in the top 10. La 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 Fences. I haven't mentioned too much of the Golden Globes Awards. I will mention that in the next show. This is going to be the first year I win and I'm going to get into Golden Globes. I'm not going to get into the Oscars that much. Okay? Because most of these films, I just, I, uh, whatever. Okay? But I will mention that sometime. Um, or basically at the next show. Okay? So, let's, let's wrap this up with Rogue One. Now, in the last show, Eminem, which was the last show for the year, um, what was it, December 14th, I think? Well, whatever, the last show. And I said, 
what's going to happen with Rogue One, there was two pictures, um, Fantastic Beasts, I forgot the other one, and it had to beat that. Then it had eight films to beat. That all made over $300 million for the year. Well, no worry, because in the past two weekends, um, it's already in the top five. And at this rate, as, as, as between today and tomorrow, it's going to be number three. It's going to replace Secret Life of Pets. After this, this weekend, it's definitely going to beat Civil War. And then after that, it just needs another $50 million to beat uh, Finding Dory, which is the U.S. domestic number one uh, box office for 2016. Okay? It's, um, it's already in the top ten um, for, for the year. It's already top ten of all time in the U.S., okay? Now, we ain't going to know. Now, it did come out in, in India. Uh, it came out in Japan. Going to re-release that. I thought it was going to come out in January. Only South Korea and China for worldwide. So as far as the U.S., Rogue One is number one. It's going to be number one after this week and number one for the year. Okay. U.S. domestically. Uh, look that up real quick again. As of today, uh, Rogue One is, what is it? Boom, 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 boom. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong section here. Okay, it is. It's going to be finding Dory. Uh, 16, and as far as uh, all time domestically, he's already heading up to number 10. When we come back next next year, uh, next week, uh, we'll find out exactly where it is as far as um, in the top 10. And then the only thing we have to look at is where it's going to fall internationally, worldwide, of all time. And we're not going to find that out in two, two weeks after it gets released in Japan. But for all ten purposes, Rogue One is the biggest picture of the year. It's in top ten for all time, U.S. domestically. And now we're just going to have to find out internationally. So basically I was worried about it because all the negative reviews that came out just before we did the show, because we did the show the day after it first got released on last Friday for Rogue One. And I was a little bit worried with the negative. And he saw in the show that we both loved the film. And Mark thought he was better than, uh, than Force Awakens, and I thought so too. It's funny because when you see this film, you go home and you see uh, Star Wars The New Hope, and it both connects so good. But if you skip that and you put Rogue One and then you put in Force Awakens at home, it doesn't match. Uh, it just doesn't have the same feel. It doesn't have the same, I don't know, it just... First one you could tell is actually, you know, this is pretty much a remake, <laughs> and it does feel that way. Um, so if anything to see this weekend, sing, I'll go see Rogue One again. Uh, for a day movie, have <laughs> you taken to a date? <laughs> Make sure you saw Rogue One. Make sure you don't want to see cartoons or animation or, or cute koala bears uh, singing. Uh, well, you know, it's a safe bet. Uh, stay away from Assassin's Creed and Office Party. Uh, and at, at home, Netflix, whatever you can find in Charlotte's Web, the original one released in the 70s. And if you're really curious about the editing of Rogue One, check out Superman 2 Director's Cut with Richard Donner. Um... We'll talk more about that in the next radio show. We'll see you guys live on MNN on the 14th. And everybody, 
have a, a safe and happy new year and uh, see you then. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Bye-bye.